Welcome to another episode of the Word of God by M. Today, we are going to talk about the three most important years in the history of mankind, which can also become the three years that can change the course of your life forever. However, in order to understand the importance of these three years, we are going to study not only the life of Jesus, but also briefly go over the history of Christianity. The date of birth of Jesus of Nazareth is not indicated in any of the Gospels or in any secular text, but most scholars assume a date between six before Christ and four after Christ. For 30 years after his birth, Jesus practically went unnoticed by the world. But his coming has once since been announced in the prophecies of Israel. Isaiah chapter 9 Verses 6 to 7 read, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The seal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. These two verses should be enough for those who doubt the existence of God today to fall to their knees. Jesus, from his birth to his death, fulfilled more than 330 messianic prophecies. Mathematically speaking, this is more than impossible. But my goal is not to impress mathematicians. It's to tell you that if you have any doubt that Jesus is the Son of God, you have but to look at the prophecies that he fulfilled, some of which were written 500 years before his death. Today, I am inviting you to dive into how the Son of God transformed the world with a three-year ministry in such a way that even to this day we record dates by saying before Christ or after Christ. It is also incredible that Roman historians like Flavio Josefo, Plinio, Tacito, and Suetonio, among others, confirm the existence of Jesus being self-proclaimed pagans themselves. The miracles of Jesus 
were so vast that they have been captured beyond the Bible itself. However, there is a historical fact that we have to talk about. The Resurrection There is no precedent in the history of humankind where eleven or more men have given their lives for a cause knowing themselves that is a lie. Many have committed suicide firmly believing that they would wake up surrounded by seventy virgins because they have believed a lie. However, in their hearts, they truly believe that they are in possession of the truth. But tell me how many men or women, knowing that something is a lie, would willingly give their lives to uphold it. The apostles gave their lives and died, for the most part as martyrs, in excruciating ways after the resurrection of Jesus. That is why Peter, after having denied Jesus three times, was then willing to die defending Christ and the resurrection. You wonder how God could have transformed Peter from a fearful man to a true mighty man of his word. The same thing that transformed Peter can transform your life today. And that's the Holy Spirit. Invite Christ to live in your heart. Believe that he paid for your sins on the cross and you will see your own life transformed. Jesus, in less than three years of preaching his message to humankind, transformed the world forever. Just imagine what he can do with your life. When you invite Jesus into your life and he becomes your Lord and Savior, you will experience a full transformation. I do not know if you have a struggle with pain, bitterness, or dissatisfaction, but I want to tell you that if you surrender to reading the Bible and praying, you will gain victory over each of these struggles. In their three years of ministry, not only the apostles, but many saw their lives transformed. The lame walked again. The blind regained their sight, and some others were even resurrected. All these may sound wonderful, but at the same time, It sounds very far away and out of reach, perhaps. I want you to know that these miracles continue to happen today. Today, we have millions who can give testimony of how 
our lives have been transformed and still being transformed. From totally reformed criminals who today serve society to a top executive who had once a broken marriage and today thrive alongside their spouse and children. I don't know what your condition may be today or what problems you may be going through, but I want you to know that Christ will help you out. Further on, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. For 36 years of my life, I denied the existence of God, and during those years, I was never happy. Today, in the midst of problems and difficult situations, I want you to know that God has given me that joy that I have longed for so many years. What did Jesus Christ do that impacted the world forever? Jesus Christ invited us to have a perspective totally opposite to human nature. When Jesus talked about the Beatitudes, at the moment he presented us with a vision that has transformed the way of thinking of millions of people. And I want to remind you that this lesson is contained in the Gospel of Matthew from chapters 5 to 7. Blessed are the poor in spirit. What an incredible teaching. Jesus is speaking to all those who have come to understand that they cannot carry out their life by themselves and recognize this inability before God. I did it back in April 2004. Blessed are those who mourn. Once again, Jesus tells us that when we shed tears because we know that we are incapable of reaching fullness on our own, we are happy. Happy to be able to throw ourselves into the arms of Christ and find in Him the rest that we long for. Bless our meek. How many times have we been taught that the world belongs to those who are strong and aggressive, to those who never remain silent, who always speak their mind, and yet Jesus gives us a different perspective. Jesus tells us to be meek, slow to anger, and even more so, he leaves us with a very clear instruction in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. 
and do not give the devil a foothold. These two verses are a manual for our lives, and they help us to know how to cope with anger. In these verses, God tells us that he knows and understands that many times we will get angry. But he also shows that there should be limits for this anger. He instructs us not to give into anger in such a way that we sin. And furthermore, to never go to bed with anger in our heart. Tell me if this is not inviting us to live a totally different life than the one we have been previously taught. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice. The first impression that this verse may give us when we first read it, it is that those who in this world seek to uphold justice are blessed. But the justice that this verse refers to is eternal righteousness, the righteousness that explains that we will spend eternal life in heaven with Christ because he paid for our sins. Blessed are the merciful. I want to tell you that here Jesus tells the world, my, pers my perspective is unique and different. In a world where we are taught to repay evil with evil, Jesus tells us to repay evil with good, to turn the other cheek, and to pray for our enemies. Never ceases to amaze me how different Jesus' perspective is from ours. The Beatitudes continue, but it is worth highlighting some other quotes contained in this sermon. Jesus tells us in Matthew 5.44, Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who abuse and persecute you. This verse is enough to understand how and why Jesus transformed the world in less than three years of his ministry. He is inviting us to live a different life without hatred or resentment. He wants us to live in a society where justice, mercy, and forgiveness are the norm. Today, there are many social movements with very novel causes, which I support and pray for. For example, Black Lives Matter. How sad it is that a society where we find ourselves is in the need of creating a movement solidly devoted to raise awareness 
and to defend the lives and basic human rights of fellow humans just because they have a different skin tone. This shows us the extent of human capacity to hate and how it's so strong that it finds an excuse to rear its head simply because of the color of someone's skin. God, in his word, invites us to love everyone without distinction of race or cultural background. But unfortunately, the world does not want to listen to God. Another social movement that deserves all our prayers and support is the Me Too movement. How can it be that the indifference and disrespect towards women and towards the principles of God's love has reached such a point that there has to be a social movement dedicated to defend the dignity and autonomy of our daughters, wives, sisters, and women in our lives in general. These social movements are the correct response to a world that has forgotten Jesus and his teachings. And the church itself bears a lot of the fault of this for being silent and indifferent in the face of injustice, racist attacks, and aggressions and assaults towards women. It is true that here are exceptions, but the church in general has been known for being silent in the face of these tragedies. I want to end by telling you that we are responsible for perpetuating the message of Jesus, not only through our words, but also through our way of living, our way of educating our children, and above all, through our way of seeing God. I want to invite you to bring forgiveness and gratitude to your family, to teach your children to appreciate what they have every day and to fill your house with respect and gratefulness. Put aside unkind words and above all, I want to invite you to evaluate your life in the light of the teachings of Christ. Jesus showed us a way of living totally different from human nature. And that is why his ministry forever transformed the perspective of humankind. Get close to Christ, read the Bible, and pray, and you will see your life, your family, and hopefully one day even your community transform. I want to thank you all for your time, for listening to me, and I'll see you next week in another episode of The Word of God by M. Please, do not forget 
to recommend us to your family and friends, and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is the Word of God by M. You can also email me your questions or comments to the Word of God by M at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and I hope to be in touch again next week.